Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour two. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, delighted to have you with me. We are awaiting, they're running a little bit behind, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign. Uh, Wanted to get him on and we are waiting for his phone call. In the meantime... And I'll pivot back to this after our phone call, and I'll, I'll ask him a little bit about this as well. China. If you read much of the American press today about uh, Anthony Blinken going to meet the Chinese, you would come across with this uh, celebratory, worshipful news. But you have to understand something I think the Western press does not understand. China is a nation that deals in symbolism. It is a nation that uses image and story to tell things, not necessary explicit statements. And the explicit statements made were that great progress was made. If you ask the question on what, they won't say just that great progress was made. Great progress. What is that great progress? We don't know. What we do know is that Anthony Blinken, on Chinese soil, decided to reiterate our Taiwan policy. The Taiwan policy is a statement that we believe Taiwan should not be an independent nation. Now, This is a long-standing American policy. We've just never uttered it on Chinese soil until Anthony Blinken was pushed into saying so on Chinese soil. I don't actually think that him saying it is as big a deal. And the reason is because it's been long-standing, long-settled American policy already. What I find very notable is that the picture that came out of Anthony Blinken shaking Xi Jinping's hand, he's standing to the side. He's not in front of Xi Jinping. He's standing to the side, slightly stooped over, almost looking like he's bowing to the Chinese president from the side. He's not standing in front of him. That symbolism of that picture is going to matter way more than any statement of policy 
It's the symbolism of dealing with China that matters so much. It's the symbolism of the Chinese statements that matter so much. Anthony Blinken showed up in China and the protocol in China and the world, diplomatic protocol, is you're met by a counterpart. So if the president comes, the president meets you. The Secretary of State comes, the foreign minister meets you. Anthony Blinken was met at the airport by a low-level underling. It's just we're, we're so bad on this issue, and I'm afraid war is coming with the Chinese, uh, and this administration does not have the spine to stand up to them. Now, I will get back to the subject, but I am joined by uh, one of the contenders in 2024 who is continuing to pick up steam, has been going up in the polls, he's been getting a lot of buzz. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy, his family, American success story, an immigrant family to this nation, and he is just now, you hear about him everywhere, and let's see, why is the phone all of a sudden not... I there you, you are. All right, you are there. I, I thought I pushed the doing? button, and then I didn't hear you. you know How what? are you? And I'm ha- Good, good, and I'm happy to talk about what you were talking about last, if you'd like, as well. Yeah, so you know, I was going to ambush you with that, because I know you've talked about it on the campaign stage, and so I haven't. I, it didn't feel like I would be ambushing you. I'm really concerned, Vivek, with this administration. Like, for example, uh, when Blinken shakes hands with President Z, he's not standing in front of him. He's off to the side, almost bowing. Those symbols matter so much to the Chinese. They matter. Met him at the airport by a low-level underling. The foreign minister wouldn't show up. Uh, they don't want to do a military-to-military-private hotline. They don't want to agree to anything. It seems like the media is puffing this up, and we're not getting anything. That's exactly right. I mean, I think the main threat to the United States right now is that we are dependent on our enemy for our modern way of life. And so that dynamic that you see of how they're treating Blinken Another more serious example of that same dynamic at work is if that were the Russian spy balloon flying over half the United States, we would have shot it down in an instant and ratcheted up sanctions. Mm -hmm. But the reality is because it was a Chinese spy balloon, we're afraid to do it because we depend on them for our modern way of life. Same thing when that spy base, the Chinese spy base now shows up in Cuba. Same thing when there's a exercise of, of military conflict, let's just say under a aggressive context in the South China Sea just a few weeks ago, they are testing us. They're testing us repeatedly, and we are weak because we know we're dependent on the enemy. So this is different than anything we faced in the Cold War. Reagan never led a country in here in the U.S. that was dependent on the USSR for the shoes on our feet or the phones in our pockets. Today, we're dependent on China for our modern way of life. That's why I've said as U.S. president, I will declare economic independence from China. I have a clear plan and vision to do it. That's what it's going to take for us to actually be able to stand up with a spine. Because without that, the symbology that you see in terms of how Anthony Blinken standing to the side is a sideshow for Xi Jinping, that's just a visual capture of what the reality is of our dynamic with China more generally. Now, you know, you you mentioned that with trade. Look, I, I think most people understand that if you were to, to bring the iPhone assembly line, for example, to the United States, it would be so much more expensive. But why are we 
offshoring to countries like China instead of what I think we should do, and I call it ally shoring. I mean, we've got great allies mm-hmm. around the world. I mean, help develop the assembly lines in, for example, even Vietnam is becoming more of an ally because they're so threatened by China. I mean, we, we could – India, uh, Korea, there's so many places we could set up shop other than China. I love you, man. You're preaching my message, and I appreciate that. That's exactly what I've been saying. And, you know, in my, many areas, I'm, I'm very allied with President Trump in policy, but this is one where I'm different. I think that if we are serious about declaring independence from China, which I am, I think we can actually cut that cord. We can make this a lot easier for ourselves if we re-enter the trade relationships with Japan, South Korea, India, Southeast Asia, including Vietnam, but beyond as well, Australia, even Brazil, Mexico, other countries. Now we don't have to make the economic sacrifice to actually make that cut of ties from China. And so that puts me in a position as U.S. president to sit across the table from Xi Jinping, look him in the eye, not some sort of sideshow right now. It'll be here in the United States when we let him know that we're cutting the cord unless the CCP either falls or dramatically reforms its behaviors. No more IP theft, data theft, no more turning our companies into pawns to do their lobbying here in the United States. The CCP affiliates will not buy land in this country. Really get serious about it. But we're going to be able to do that if we actually have set ourselves up to be in a strong economic position without them. That's exactly the plan I've put together. And the other thing that I think is really important that nobody in either party is talking about, and it shocks me, frankly, that neither party is talking about this, is the Russia-China alliance. Yes. That is where we ought to focus. And so I have a clear vision of how I will end the Ukraine war on terms that some people may be upset with, who are obsessed with the endless support of Ukraine without asking why, I would freeze the current lines of control and I would actually commit that NATO would not admit Ukraine to NATO. But I would demand something greater from Vladimir Putin in return, which is to exit the military partnership that Russia has with China. That is the single greatest military threat to the United States. I think it's the single greatest military threat we have faced since World War II is the alliance of those two countries. And I have a clear vision of how we pull them apart from one another, because Putin secretly does not enjoy being the little brother of Xi Jinping in that relationship. This is an opportunity for us, but it takes a spine and actual vision to see that through. That's what I'm bringing to You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I I talk about that on radio a lot, that you do see this now axis shaping up of China, Russia, Iran, uh, possibly even Turkey. And it's like this administration doesn't even recognize this is happening. But also, to your point, it's very clear the Russians are loath to be the little brother to China. And also the Chinese still have some historic resentment to Russia. They do. So we got to open our eyes and actually see it. So do I trust Vladimir Putin? No. But I do trust him to follow his self-interest. And so this is why I've said that Ukraine actually presents an opportunity for us if we can lead the way. China's trying to lead the way in settling terms of peace that are favorable to them. They're already talking to Europe. Meanwhile, both parties here have our heads in the sand saying that we have to pledge support based on a 1994 memorandum, you know, Budapest Memorandum that actually we've more than fulfilled our obligations on, when in fact James Baker told Gorbachev in 1991 that NATO would not expand to include a former Warsaw Pact country, yet NATO's actually expanded more after the fall of the USSR than it ever did during the USSR. So my view is this is a chance to reprioritize where the actual threat is. It is absolutely China. And it's a reverse maneuver of what Nixon did in 1972, where he pulled Mao Zedong away from the USSR. Those were two communist countries They were allied, but there were tensions. 
We didn't trust Mao Zedong, and I don't think we should trust Vladimir Putin today, but we should look after U.S. interests. So just like Nixon pulled Mao Zedong out from Russia's lower arm, now I think that Putin is like the new Mao. And I have a very clear vision. We've mapped this out. I think we can do it to not only deliver peace in Ukraine and save us hundreds of billions of dollars, but more importantly, to stave off China and deter them from going after Taiwan. Right now, the way we do that is because right now with Russia at their back, China would feel confident to do it. If Russia's not at their back, they won't feel confident to do it. That is how we deter war with China while also deterring war that China would pull against Taiwan. And I think it's the single most important thing from a foreign policy perspective that the next president can deliver. But okay. I do think it takes an outsider to do it. Now, I, 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 this has actually been – I didn't mean to get off on this tangent, but I'm glad we did because it, it, it's very helpful. But I not, don't have a lot of time left. I do, however, want to pivot dramatically and focus on uh, your tweet about uh, condemning slavery 160 years ago is easy. The harder part is eradicating the psychological slavery that society perpetuates. As you know, Barack Obama now going after Tim Scott, saying the, a man who grew up in Hawaii and Indonesia going after the the descendant of slaves from South Carolina, saying he doesn't understand racism in America. Uh, the, the Democrats do seem to really wish to perpetuate some level of victimhood in the country. It is psychological slavery. So today, the way I'm celebrating Juneteenth is I say this is our moment to – Declare emancipation from the psychological slavery that we foist onto kids today, teaching them that they're prisoners of the color of their skin, that they're oppressed if they have a certain shade of melanin. I reject that. I think we are the country where no matter who you are or what your skin color is, you get ahead with your own hard work and commitment and dedication. That's the American dream. And yes, 160 years ago, we weren't perfect, but we're ce- we ought to celebrate how far we've come to become the quintessential nation on earth where anybody, regardless of their skin color, can achieve their highest dreams. And from Tim Scott to myself in my journey, we're testaments to that. But more importantly, I think we have to stand up without giving an inch on that vision. And that's where you know I may even be different than, than Tim Scott or others in this race. I will not apologize a little bit for who we are. I am proud of what it means to be an American. So I call myself an American nationalist. That doesn't have to be a bad word. That just means I'm proud of the ideals that this country was founded on. Okay, now we're we're running out of time, and I, I need to let you promote your campaign here. If folks want to find out more about your candidacy for the presidency, where do they go, and how do they find out more about you? Go to Vivek2024.com, V-I-V-E-K-2024.com. I will be on the debate stage in August. And I think that's really when we turned the race upside and down. And so basically what you're saying is I've been mispronouncing your name on the radio for a while now. <laughs> you know what? I, I What I'm saying is you've been giving it best efforts, and I appreciate it. There that. you but go, man. Like Listen, like cake. I, yeah, I, like I'm cake. so glad you're able to stop by, and, and I enjoy hearing you on the campaign trail and on Twitter as well. It, it, it very best to you out there. Thank you, my man. Absolutely. We'll talk more. Take care. Vivek Ramaswamy running for president of the United States. The phone number here, 877-973-7425. We'll be back. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists. Because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient, you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. 
They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with vision support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404-COMPUTE today. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. So let me just talk to you about not the news or really anything. Well, it is news. Uh, The U.S. Open uh, was yesterday, and Wyndham Clark won. A very, very nice guy. His mom passed away, and he was able to win the U.S. Open. Kind of came from uh, out of the blue last month, won a tournament, and then won the U.S. Open yesterday. And uh, Rory McIlroy was in second. Now, I know a lot of you don't care about golf, and I never did until I really started playing. And two weeks ago, or no, last week, last week, I was playing with my buddy Eric, who was actually a really good golfer, was a golf coach. Uh, And it was phenomenal watching him play. And, And I realized he plays well, and he doesn't appreciate that someone like me, who's a bad golfer, really bad golfer, I mean, my reason for golfing is really just to smoke cigars and drink beer during the day. And he actually is a fantastic golfer. And watching him shot after shot after shot uh, do these incredible shots and get him on the green the way he did, it was just mind-blowing. And then having knowing that, knowing what, it goes in, what goes into hitting a ball on a golf course badly as I do, to watch a golf tournament where it's the best of the best played, it really is mind-blowing. Particularly, that course was not a great course. The players, first time in a, in a long time, they were openly contemptuous of a golf course. This Los Angeles County Country Club, uh, or Los Angeles Country Club, it, it was it was amazing to watch. Uh, and to watch Wyndham Clark win was great. I was rooting for him and for Rory both, and for them to be the top two. But gosh, Rory McIlroy, I really feel bad for him. He had the weight of the golf world on his shoulders, trying to fight back the live, betrayed by the PGA Tour, and. Um, I really was hoping he would win to a degree as well, but I was so happy for Wyndham Clark. Um, what It was weird, though, to be on my front porch at 10 o'clock last night, still watching a golf game in Los Angeles. It was kind of wild. Now, uh, what is also wild is the amount of hate that Patriot Mobile has generated against itself by the left. Uh, the Guardian has done an attack on them. I think the New Republic has done an attack on them uh, because they've become so effective at defeating woke school board members around the country. Now, this is a genius model. Patriot, if you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, you move your cell phone service to them. You can take your phone number with you to Patriot Mobile. You can get a new one if you want to get a new phone. If you have an unlocked phone, they'll give you one. You get guaranteed great service on the same cell towers you're already using. And then they take a portion of their profits and they fund conservative parents battling woke school board members around the country. And they have beaten every woke parent that they have challenged. Also, they fund the causes you care about as a conservative. You grow their profits, they grow their ability to spend on the causes you care about and the candidates you like. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT. You tell them I sent you, you get free activation, 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Go check them out today. Do business with a company that shares your values. If you're new to these parts and you're wondering what the heck, uh, let me tip you off on something you can get in your inbox. 
Um, it is my daily show notes. Every day as the show starts, I send out all the links to all the stories I'm talking about because I really don't think I should think for you. I should give you all the stuff, and you may read the same things and interpret them differently than me, but I want you to have the documents. I want you to have the links. I want you to have the news and then some. You can be way more informed than every other person in your circle of friends. All you do is text the word DATA to 33777. Text DATA to 33777, and you'll get a link back. You click it. You get the show notes. Sign up. Subscribe. It comes to your inbox. Uh, you should do that. Right now, I want to go to the phones. 877-973-7425. Easy way to remember that. 877-97-ERIC. E-R-I-C-K. David, you're going to be up first. Welcome to the show. David, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. I really appreciate getting the chance to call into your show. Sure. Uh, now, back under Obama, uh, China started building man-made islands out in the South China Seas. And under international law, that was fine so long as they remained for civilian or non-military use. Yet, almost as soon as they were done, China turned them into military bases violating international law. Nobody on either side of the aisle has ever confronted China about this, and I wonder why not. It's the biggest shipping lane on the planet, and China planted their own military bases right in the middle of it. Yep. Uh, there were there was chatter by Obama and by Trump, but none of them had the wherewithal to do anything to try to stop it. Uh, and in large part, there's not a whole lot you can do if we're honest about it. And, and there was a pragmatic reason for not engaging as aggressively as, frankly, I think they probably should have because it's caused a lot of international discombobulation. And if I can speculate with you, David, because I, I don't know that this this is the case, but follow along with me here, guys. Uh, so in the South China Sea, there are actually uh, shelves, uh, plateaus that have risen up, and it's very, very shallow in some parts of the South China Sea. And they've essentially did a, a sand dump built up these plateaus to form these islands where they have installed these military bases. Now, the United States has objected. The countries around China have objected. The Chinese have been using these as offshore naval bases and spy locations and points to harass shipping. But what has actually also happened uh, that we didn't see happening is that uh, Vietnam, Malaysia, Brunei, Indonesia, and the Philippines have all moved in our direction, uh, diplomatically, economically, and militarily. We're talking Vietnam. That Vietnam now wants deeper relations with the United States because they feel threatened by what China is doing as well. Uh, and by the way, if you want to see them, just so you get an idea of what this looks like, if you get on Google Maps or you get on Apple Maps, you just zoom into the South China Sea on like the, the satellite mapping and you'll see these little mountains that look like they're coming out of the water. Zoom in on them and you'll see these atolls, uh, these little islands that they've made, the Chinese have, uh, and they're military bases. It has completely disrupted it, but there's nothing we could do. There's nothing the United States could do to stop it. We, we don't have the clout to be able to stop it. They have flouted everyone, every nation. What we could do is go to the United Nations and try to get sanctions, but China has a veto at the Security Council, so that wouldn't work. So instead, we've had to kind of think outside the box mil militarily and diplomatically. 
and we're going to have to do more of it. We are headed, I am afraid, towards World War III. I don't want to scare. I don't want to be an alarmist. I am a pessimist. I mean, my motto is why pray when I can worry. So you do need to understand that. But the Chinese very clearly think they have us over a barrel, and they do. Many generic antibiotics manufactured in China. Uh, A lot of our technological products manufactured in China. A lot of our very cheap products manufactured in China. It was what uh, Vivek and I were talking about. I think the United States, if we were smart, and I'm not sure we are at a a policymaking level, the federal government under Joe Biden passed a law – it was bipartisan to begin developing microchips in this country to repatriate the production of microchips. Now, that needs to happen because it is a national security issue. A lot of the microchips that are in military components are actually made abroad, including in China, and we need to repatriate that capacity to the United States for the military industrial complex. Whether you like them or not, we need that to be made here, but everything doesn't need to be made here. You cannot manufacture a cell phone or a television in the United States and get a good price on it. Many of you fantasize about production for everything coming back to the United States. The people of Ohio are regularly sold a bill of goods from politicians who claim they're going to reopen assembly lines and manufacturing facilities in the Rust Belt. And it would be bad public policy to do so. The reason it would be bad public policy is because while people in those states would purportedly be employed, the costs of those products would become so expensive people couldn't buy them because of labor regulations, unions, and the like. And we're not going to gut those regulations in this country. Republicans have it. Democrats have it. We're not going to, which means that the costs of manufacturing in this country is high. But we don't have to build this stuff in China. There are plenty of countries in the world where we could build this stuff. There are plenty of countries in the world that we can do business. Laos, Thailand, Vietnam, Bangladesh, India, Indonesia, the Philippines, Taiwan, South Korea, although South Korea and Japan get a little more expensive, Brazil, Eastern European countries, there are a ton of countries on planet Earth where we can still cheaply make technological components with workforces that are, in fact, uh, competent to be able to make them. You can't just drop into a country and get people technologically proficient. But there are some countries out there, third world countries, poorer countries, where they do have a technologically capable workforce. Vietnam and India are great examples of this. In fact, Apple is beginning to move some of its uh, production facilities to India and to Vietnam and to Thailand. They could do it. I noticed um, the one of the new Apple products that came out a couple weeks ago, was it the, the Mac Pro or the Mac Studio? One of them is manufactured in Thailand. These things are possible. We can do these things, but we have to set our mind to do it. There is there is a necessity at this point. We cannot be held hostage to the Chinese, and we are 
you know, I've got to give credit to a degree to ABC because Bloomberg, CNN, NBC, a lot of these groups are running headlines about just how wonderful Blinken in China is. Here's the ABC News headline. U.S.-China remain at odds on numerous issues as Blinken finishes first day of meetings in Beijing. In the subtitle, U.S. and Chinese officials say the United States and China have failed to overcome their most serious disagreements, but were able to discuss them in a potentially constructive way and have agreed to continue talks. The reality here that cannot be denied is that China went from having regional ambitions to global ambitions. They're building a spy facility in in Cuba. They've already got spy facilities in Cuba. They're beginning to call in loans to southern Caribbean islands, and in exchange for debt forgiveness, China is going to get ports for their military, for their navy. They're developing a South Atlantic naval base in one of the African countries, I think it's Ghana. They have global ambitions now. The Chinese see the Western hegemon, as they call it, led by the United States with Western values to be corrupt. And frankly, a lot of social conservatives do too when it comes to the transgender agenda and the like, but that is somewhat separate from the what China sees as perverse. It is the free market capitalist ambitions of the West. China doesn't like. They want a command and control economy. They do not like free expression. They do not like freedom of religion. The Chinese are deeply, deeply scared of Christianity. I'm not making that up. The Chinese to this day believe that it was the spread of Christianity through Eastern Europe with Pope John Paul II that led to the destabilization of the Soviet Union and the collapse of the Soviet Empire and the Iron Curtain. They are scared to death, and right now it is believed that there are more Christians in China than there are total Americans. And they're worried about it. They've begun religious persecution of the Christians, even more so than the Uyghurs at this point. They're deeply scared of the instability that could be caused by the spread of Christianity in China. We should exploit that. I don't know whether it is that those in Washington don't take China seriously, particularly the Democrats, or whether those in Washington privately believe there's nothing we can do. And if I had to guess, I would say it's a mixture of both. I think on a bipartisan basis in Washington, D.C., behind the scenes, they think we have screwed ourselves. We're too dependent on China. They know it. We can't stop them. And at the same time, they don't know how to. They haven't put thought to it. We have a sclerotic thinking in Washington on both sides of the aisle. When it comes to China, we've got to get fresh blood and new thinkers in there. We've got to be able to combat them. We do not want China to become dominant. I know some of you think maybe we deserve it, maybe we should, but our way of life that we know it will be profoundly upended and disrupted if we allow China to lead. Not only that, the freedoms you and I take for granted will slowly over time erode if China is dominant on the global stage. You think they can't restrain our free speech and free expression and freedom of religion in this country? You just watch what will happen. Over time, slowly, in this country, pressure will be brought to bear if the Chinese are dominant through favorable trade relations, through favorable agreements or unfavorable agreements and unfavorable trade rates. 
the Chinese are intent to leverage all of their powers to drive up our costs and drive down our way of life and our capacity to make war against them. And our leaders in Washington are letting it happen. And it is something that we have got to stand against as a people. We've got to come up with a way to think different against China. And right now in Washington, D.C., all Joe Biden wants to do is send Anthony Blinken to make kissy face with China, and kissy face isn't going to get you anywhere with China. It's just going to signal to China that we are ripe for the taking. We need new thinking. We need new leaders, and that's one reason you should consider partnering with Americans for Prosperity. Americans for Prosperity wants to put in common-sense reforms in Washington and around the country, and they advocate for free markets and free people. China hates free markets and free people. AFP loves them. The more people you have backing AFP, the more people you have backing free markets and free people, the greater the chance you're going to get people with new innovative thinking on how to deal with China. Americans for Prosperity deals locally, statewide, and nationally for free markets and free people and limited government. They want you on board their team. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go check out Americans for Prosperity. They've got chapters around the country. They're growing. Uh, Most states have an AFP chapter. Those that don't are working. They're working on getting them. Be a part of it. Help them grow. Help them spread. Help them fight for free markets and free people. americansforprosperity.org slash eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. To the phones we go. Gwen, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well. I heard the conversation you just had with Ramaswamy. I mean, Biden couldn't hold a candle to him on a debate stage. So my question to you is, who... Or how many Democrats would need to enter the presidential race to force the Democrat National Party to host a debate between Biden and the other candidates? Um, So they won't. Um, Now, if there's some major turn of events, maybe they'll change their mind. But they've already passed the rules, essentially, for the Democratic primary season. And they're not going to do any formal debates from the DNC. So Robert Kennedy will not get a chance to be on the stage with Joe Biden. Now, what Kennedy will do is is they'll do forums uh, and town hall events with him. And that might put the pressure on Joe Biden to show up. Uh, but I doubt Biden's going to take the bait. Listen, um, right now it appears that Iowa and New Hampshire are going to have their Democratic caucus and Democratic primary. And the Democrats are just going to say the results are invalid. We're not counting them. So Biden's not going to compete in them. He's going to start off in South Carolina, which will be number three. And so Kennedy will win those probably, and they won't count. Doesn't matter. You won't see Joe Biden on a debate stage until it's the Republican nominee, whoever that is. Uh, They will debate in the general election. We presume they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But Biden's words are catching up to. Did you hear how he ended the speech the other day? I, I, I want to spend a little more time on this later. But this is Joe Biden ending his uh, remarks over the weekend. All right. God save the queen, man. That was his departure. God save the queen, man. Nobody knows what he's talking about. A little bit off his rocker there. It's a little bit absurd. Uh, and and this is there's a story. They're doing damage control on this over at Axios. 
So, you know, he has these these old school sayings. He's from a different generation. He says stuff like that, and, and it's harmless. Right. Um, it just really, this is, this is one more from Biden. I might add, if I didn't, I'd be sleeping alone. <laughs> have to explain. I better explain that. Some don't know what I'm talking. My wife's a Philly girl. All right, where are we going? We're heading this way for us. All right, we're going to go over and get the briefing. Mr. President, you know, Bat, FHA. Yep. Oh! Nobody knows. Got no idea. I, I would give you the context for what he was saying, but literally no one knows the context for what he was saying other than his wife's a Philly girl and he would be sleeping alone and nobody knows what that had to do with anything. But God save the queen, man. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Maybe Corn Pop knows. Corn Pop might be able to educate us. Into what the heck is actually going on? Um, it just, just absolutely, genuinely bizarre. I got no idea. I, 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 w- I wish I could tell you what Joe Biden and his team are thinking, but I don't know. It's bizarre. Now, I'll tell you what's awesome is Omaha Steaks, and you can still take advantage of Dad's favorite gift package if you want Dad's favorite gift. You can send it to him. Ninety nine ninety nine. 61% off the retail price. Here's the thing. I've explained everything you get in this that from from the fillets, the bacon wrap fillets, the chicken breast, the pork chops, jumbo franks, caramel apple You get eight burgers for free. Here's the thing. You can't go to your local grocery store and buy the same amount of stuff and get one, the quality, or two, the price that you can with Omaha Steaks and 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy, Omaha Steaks will get you happy. They want you to be a lifetime customer. I've been giving Omaha Steaks for my to my dad and to others since I was in college years ago. Now, how did I get old? But nonetheless, it's a great value, but it's also incredible quality. I don't talk a lot about the quality, and I probably should more because it really is incredible quality. The bacon wrap fillets are delicious. The steak burgers are fantastic. My wife loves the caramel apple turtles. We buy those just for her, individually wrapped. They're homemade. You pop them in the oven. You, you bake them. She loves them. OmahaSteaks.com. You go there today, you put Eric in the search bar, E-R-I-C-K. You can get Dad's favorite gift package still. $99.99, 61% off. You get 100% satisfaction guarantee. You get eight Omaha Steak Burgers for free. OmahaSteaks.com. Put Eric in the search bar. Save and get good eats delivered to your door today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.